podcast Ascenta Insight Series 2. I'm your host, Nanda Velding, a senior partner at Ascenta Partners, a contemporary executive search firm in London, where I run the global consumer and brand practice. Series 2 is themed purpose, which is a popular topic at the moment and includes multiple aspects, such as branding, sustainability, DNI, well-being, and much more. Series 2 has a similar format, in terms of Ascenta, inviting guest speakers from all around the world to share their inspiring stories, thoughts, and insights on purpose-driven topics. Sustainability trends, as well as the incredible digital acceleration last year, have had a significant impact on many disciplines within organizations. That said, one of the functions that has been most affected is perhaps a supply chain function. And hence, we thought it could be interesting to get a supply chain and innovation expert on Ascenta Insights to share his views on leading innovation. We have the pleasure of welcoming Jeroen van Weesp, Vice President Innovation in Operations at Lego Group. Jeroen has over 20 years of experience at both manufacturing and more commercial supply chain roles at Unilever, Philips, Involvation Consulting and the Lego Group. He will share more today on leading innovation, the challenges and the role of purpose. Jeroen, thanks for joining us and over to you. Thank you for the introduction, Nanda. And thank you for the opportunity to share my thoughts on leading innovation. I have spent most of my career in operational supply chain roles, in planning, manufacturing, and in downstream delivery on the interface with sales and marketing. In the last few years, however, I have focused on innovating and transforming the supply chain. Innovation in a running supply chain poses some unique challenges that I will speak about. But first, some context. We live in unprecedented times. Around the world, COVID-19 has affected markets, changed consumer behaviors, our ways of working and ways of living. And this has challenged the responsiveness and resilience of supply chains that serve these markets. The pressure to meet sustainability goals for people and planet has never been larger and more urgent, and this pressure comes on top of it all. We know that organizations that innovate through these crises actually outperform significantly over time. More than ever, we've had to find new solutions and make decisions quickly and under extremely uncertain conditions. You never have enough time or information to fully weigh difficult choices that may affect both your employees as well as the survival of your business. This time is clearly calling for innovation, not least in supply chains and supply chain networks. And that poses a leadership challenge to the archetypical supply chain leader who is focused on control, operational excellence, standardization, and creating continuous improvement. And most supply chain readers would rather avoid than invite anything as disruptive as innovation. I would like to share from my own experience three ingredients to leading innovation in this context. I will cover the need for a purposeful vision and setting clear direction, the creation of a learning culture and the need to manage expectations. The word innovation tends to invoke a range of reactions, mostly exciting and cool, yet disruptive, uncertain and hard to control. Most people would readily say yes when they are asked 
whether they would wish to work in a company where innovative behaviors are the norm. And that's to be expected because innovative cultures are generally depicted as pretty fun. People associate innovation with tolerance for failure, a willingness to experiment, psychological safety, collaboration, and limited or no hierarchy. And research supports the idea that these characteristics translate into better innovative performance. But despite the fact that innovative cultures are desirable and that most leaders claim to understand what they entail, they're actually quite hard to create and sustain. And that's a bit of a puzzle. How can behaviors that everyone seems to find interesting and fun be so tricky to implement? The issue seems to be that what it takes is much harder to recognize than mostly misunderstood. So let me start with the apparent contradiction that innovation appears to be open-ended and creative, whilst the businesses, and especially supply chain leaders, want impact and results delivered in an efficient and timely manner. Having a clear common purpose and a clear direction is key to bridging this apparent contradiction. Now, information is broadly available and technology is developing at great speeds. In a very uncertain world, it is very easy to get overwhelmed. Anything goes as long as it helps the company succeed is simply not clear enough to innovate. A much tighter joint focus is required. The why and the what we are solving for must be clear. The sense of purpose should bring business impact, customer and employee needs together in a convincing way. And as a leader, it is critical to define a clear, bold challenge and clear success criteria that contribute to these purposes. Once we have this clarity or framing in place, the more extreme challenge of how to solve for the challenge becomes easier to navigate. Having challenges with clear purpose and direction make the likelihood of success greater. Purpose pulls and keeps the team together. The direction and framing keeps the team focused and even in trial and error, failure and learning, keep the team on track. In the context of supply chain, more disruption to an already challenged running operation is often not desirable. Digitalization in supply chain or the application of Industry 4.0 offers a whole host of opportunity. Yet directing the team to digitalize the current operation in the broad sense is very likely to create an unfocused and unproductive portfolio of innovation and improvement activity. In order to get real value from innovation efforts, it is key to match the opportunity to a pain point where value is lost in a very focused way. Let me illustrate this by an example. The difference in setting an objective in a general sense versus very specifically. One brief could be, we want to address complexity throughout the supply chain. A better brief would be, in this particular step of our operation, we cannot handle the complexity or variation that is desired by consumers. We want to be able to move from processing large batches to single piece customized production with the same efficiency and cost. The latter will create a much more focused innovation approach. The application of digital and possible 3D printing as a replacement for traditional discrete production steps can then be demonstrated in a lab or in one of the production facilities in the supply chain network. And once proven, it can be integrated and scaled with minimal disruption. My second point is about creating a learning culture and learning is not as easy as it seems. In episode nine of season one of the Ascenta Insight series, 
Paco Soler talked about creating a fail fast culture. He emphasized that the need for such a culture is not so much about the failing, but rather about addressing the need for speed and finding a way to deal with the fact that many of today's challenges, we don't know what the answer is or what it would look like. Creating a culture inside an existing and well-performing company poses some additional challenges. I, like many supply chain ex executives, have been part of driving cost efficiency and reliability through standardization and continuous improvement. Operational excellence traditionally involves minimizing variation, limiting disruption, and motivating people to always improve existing processes. Knowing what will happen or what to do when an issue arises is a critical success factor to operational and often career success in supply chain roles. Yet, we also intuit that innovation is required to adjust to the changing consumer needs and desires, to enable responsiveness and resilience, and to reduce waste toward a carbon neutral or circular economy. And we don't know the answer on exactly how. In a complex system, the best way to work toward a new solution is not by trying to predict outcomes, but through learning by doing. Failing in a supply chain context is often not tolerated. So we need to actively build the environment and culture where this is valued and appreciated as a way to progress ideas toward unpredictable outcomes. Ironically, after letting go of a sense of control, innovation management requires high levels of discipline that are not dissimilar to the discipline needed in execution excellence. This discipline, however, needs to have a different focus, namely on the process of optimizing the value and the speed of learning. Agile ways of working and organizing are required to do this in reality. In order to create psychological safety, it is key that people know what is expected in terms of discipline. When they meet what is expected in terms of learning goals, the quality of experimentation and analysis, and being consistent and consequential, people will feel safe enough to expose the issues and failures. Behaviorally, this can only work effectively if teams work with short learning cycles and are very clear on the goals for each cycle. When a cycle is completed, the results must be evaluated against those learning goals. And if the outcome is not as expected, it is not the missing of the desired outcome that must be emphasized, but rather the learning that can be taken from the gap. Individual employees should be evaluated and appreciated in this context. One of the things that has helped tremendously in practice is the implementation of a progress KPI called expected value. It involves asking the originators of an idea why they think it is a good idea and what the drivers behind this idea are. At the early stages of a project, the answers are taken as assumptions or hypotheses that can be tested one by one. Once proven, the chance that the expected value is created in reality is increased. If an assumption or hypothesis is rejected, however, the value estimate is adjusted down or the project is stopped. This means that innovation comes with natural emotions, like a sense of disappointment, shame, frustration, etc. They're unavoidable, but leadership and coaching, the people that are involved, is a way to, to take them through the experience and to keep them on track. What counts in the end is the value that can be taken from learning and how fast it can be used to progress to the next cycle. This is well described in The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Let me illustrate by a short example. One of my teams worked with a new digital production method, enabling the creation of novel product executions. 
In a review, however, the team was challenged with very big gaps to the KPIs that we have always measured for these products. Obviously, those historic products were made using existing technology, which is so well known and standardized. The leadership challenge was to unravel the lack of logic in this situation. The new product seemed promising and value adding, yet existing KPIs were not met. By diligently following through on all the steps and arguments, we confirmed that the KPIs are appropriate for the old product, but concluded that applying those same measures to this new product would close down new opportunities that the innovative production technology could offer. It took blood, sweat and tears to scientifically learn that the new technology could offer significant disruptive and discompetitive advantage. It took standing by the new innovation and relating to the new value assumptions and consumer interests in the product to stop the project from being killed. The team was well recognized for its perseverance, the learning by doing, and the systematic approach to progressing delivery over time. The project was handed off and taken into the day-to-day -day operation and continuous improvement methods are now used to perfect reliability and efficiency. Last but not least, there are a lot of stakeholders to deal with in more established organization and managing expectations around innovation is key. And I'm not just speaking of managing expectations down. Whilst the focus on tolerance for failure is important, innovative organizations cannot tolerate incompetence. Setting high performance standards for people and recruiting great talent is a critical success factor. Mediocre technical skills, sloppy thinking, bad work habits, and poor management must be avoided. A good performance management system and highly disciplined work processes are critical to leading this aspect of an innovation culture. Setting clear expectations toward employees in a setting where outcomes are uncertain is a major challenge. You cannot be arbitrary and risk killing the learning culture nor can you be tolerant and understanding of misses and failures that are inside an employee's control. Toward the expectant and hopeful stakeholders, on the other hand, it is key to manage expectations on progress and learning rather than on timelines and completion. Some say that innovation always takes long, but this black and white approach does not help in my point of view. Initial progress and demonstrating value can be very fast, and minimum viable products can be put to use well before they are perfected. The opposite pressure to do it faster or meeting the waterfall timelines can be counterproductive also. For innovation to succeed, it is critical to fast test and show progress on the most challenging assumptions that underpin the idea. Thereafter, one needs to allow for many iterations, which individually may show numerous failures or imperfections that together make a long journey. I have sometimes likened innovation leadership to leading like a farmer. A farmer who will always be focused on healthy and productive output in everything he or she does, but cannot directly control the growth or delivery of any given crop. Across a portfolio of innovation projects, I suggest you do not shout at all of them to grow faster, but rather continuously water them, weed the weeds, and fertilize. Reaping the value of those projects that have ripened along the way and scale fast to multiply the value add. At the same time, continue to support the activities that are promising but need maturing. And whilst doing all of that, we must stay sharp to remove any unhealthy or non-value-adding projects as soon as they stop progressing, 
This is critical in order to avoid waste and destruction. In the end, keeping both employees and stakeholders engaged on this journey is one of the toughest parts of an innovation leader's role. It is obvious that having a purpose to guide the journey will help the necessary teamwork, perseverance, and resilience to enable delivery at the end. Super, thank you, Jeroen. And I recall discussing this topic a while ago, where he rightly said, we all want innovation, but no one wants change. I think that sums the challenge up very well. And hopefully his advice of setting a clear direction and purpose, creating a learning culture and managing expectations has been insightful in terms of how to lead and drive an innovation. Thank you for joining us today. And we'll be back soon with another purpose-driven theme and episode. Take care till then, and please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you.